Chapter 2 Our Naked Being The essence of anything is that which cannot be separated from it. No thought, image, feeling, sensation, perception, activity or relationship is essential to us, just as no movie is integral to the screen on which it appears. Experiences, like movies, come and go. Our essential self, however, never appears or disappears. It is ever-present and unchanging. It is the one constant factor in all changing experience. When we are divested of the qualities and limitations we acquire from experience, only that which is intrinsic to us, our naked, unconditioned being, remains. In fact, we cannot even call it our being, for without limitations, it is no longer coloured by the characteristics of a person. It is our innermost essence and is, at the same time, utterly impersonal. Intimate, impersonal, infinite being. Being is not a quality or an attribute belonging to a person. A person is a temporary name and form of intimate, impersonal, infinite being. It is this impersonal, infinite being that shines in each of us as the sense of being myself, before it is qualified by experience. Divested of the qualities it inherits from experience, being is infinite, perfect, whole and indivisible. And all people, animals and things borrow their apparently independent existence from it. This unity of being shines in each of our minds as the sense of being myself or the knowledge I am. It shines in the world as the isness of things. The recognition of our shared being is the experience of love in relation to people and animals and beauty in relation to objects and the world. All thoughts and feelings, irrespective of their content, whether they are pleasant, unpleasant or neutral, arise and pass away. Even our most intimate and treasured feelings are not always present. And something that is not always with us cannot be essential to us. For this reason, there is never any need to manipulate or get rid of any thought or feeling, but only to see clearly that our essential self or being is prior to and independent of thoughts and feelings. Our essential self has no need to be made independent through effort or practice. It is always and already inherently free. It is only necessary to recognize it as such. Whatever the character of any bodily sensation, none are present continuously. Sensations are always appearing, evolving and disappearing in our experience. We do not therefore need to manipulate our experience of the body in any way. It is only necessary to recognize that our being is prior to and independent of the condition of the body. 
The same is true of our perceptions of the world, sights, sounds, tastes, textures and smells. All of these appear, exist, evolve and vanish. None are essential to us. Furthermore, no relationship is essential to us. No matter how intimate, none are indispensable. In fact, without reference to thought in this moment, one would have no knowledge of having or being in a relationship. This does not imply that relationship is not valid or desirable, but simply that our essential self or being is prior to and independent of it. Nor is any activity essential to us. Everything we do is pervaded by the sense of being myself. As we engage in an activity, we may become completely absorbed in or identified with it. But when it stops, our essential self or being simply remains as it always is. Nothing ever happens to pure being. What remains when we have let go of all thoughts, images, memories, feelings, sensations, perceptions, activities and relationships? Our self alone remains, not an enlightened, higher, spiritual, special self, or a self that we have become through effort, practice or discipline, but just the essential self or being that we always and already are, before it is colored by experience. We are not manipulating experience, we are contemplating it. Nor is our self evolving. It is simply being seen clearly without the limitations it seems to have acquired from experience. Being is always in the same pristine condition. If we refer now to the feeling of being myself, before it is colored by experience. And if we were to have visited the same experience at the age of 5, 10, 20 or 30, we would always have found the same self, the same unqualified being. Nothing happens to our being throughout the vicissitudes of life. Its nature is never tarnished or diminished by experience. It has simply been temporarily obscured. It's like undressing before going to bed at night. We take off everything that can be removed and our naked body remains. Our naked body is not created each time by undressing. It is simply revealed. Nor do we become our naked body when we take our clothes off. It was present throughout the day, though we may not have noticed it, covered as it was by layers of clothing. We return to our naked being in a similar way. In fact, we do not return to our being because we never truly left it. Our being never leaves itself. We take our being with us wherever we go. It is present in whatever we think, feel or do. We simply undress. That is, we see clearly that our being lies beneath or behind all experience. Divested of the qualities it borrows from experience, 
Our essential self or being is unconditioned and unlimited. Having no objective qualities, it cannot be defined or described in terms which have evolved to convey the content of objective experience. For all such language is tinged to a greater or lesser extent with the limitations inherent in this objectivity. The best we can do to describe a screen which has no color of its own is to say what it is not. Not blue, not red, not green, not yellow. Rather than to say what it is. And words such as transparent, colorless and empty are simply attempts to convey this. So, if we are to speak of our essential self or being, we have no choice but to make a concession and borrow words from ordinary language. Transparent, spacious, silent, still, peaceful and fulfilled are meant to evoke the qualities of our essential being rather than describe it. Though even to suggest that our essential being has any qualities at all is itself a concession. Our thoughts may be agitated, but in their absence, and even in their background when they are present, our essential self is devoid of any such quality. This absence of agitation is referred to as peace, and thus peace is said to be inherent in our being. We may feel a sense of lack, but prior to and in the background of any such feeling, our essential self knows no lack, and we call the absence of lack happiness. Thus, our being is said to be happiness itself. The terms peace and happiness do not describe feelings or emotions in the normal sense of the words. They are the very nature of our self in the absence of the limitations we seem to acquire from experience. As soon as our essential self or being disentangles itself from the adventure of experience and returns to itself, it recognizes or tastes itself again as it essentially is. That taste is happiness itself. Just as an actor dresses up, assumes the thoughts and feelings of a character in a play and seems to become that character without ever actually ceasing to be an actor, so our essential being clothes itself in the qualities of experience and seems to become a temporary finite self without ever actually ceasing to be eternal infinite awareness. Imagine an actor named John Smith who is playing the part of King Lear. John Smith leads a peaceful and fulfilled life. Every night he leaves home, goes to the theatre, puts on his costume and adopts King Lear's thoughts and feelings. One night, the play begins as usual and King Lear starts arguing with his daughters. But as the play develops, he becomes increasingly involved in the drama to such an extent that at some point he forgets that he is John Smith and seems actually to become King Lear. John Smith believes and feels, I am King Lear. The moment that that thought and feeling take hold of him, his suffering begins. The play comes to an end 
but he forgets to revert to John Smith. So lost is he in the drama of experience. When a friend comes to his dressing room to congratulate him, he finds King Lear miserable. Why are you miserable? His friend inquires. That was wonderful. King Lear responds, I am miserable because of my relationship with Cordelia and the war with France. Understanding his predicament, his friend says, No, you are miserable because you have forgotten who you are. Who are you really? King Lear replies, I am the father of three daughters and the king of England. No, no, that's not really who you are, his friend exclaims. Who are you before you are a father or a king? Go back deeper into yourself. So King Lear starts describing his thoughts and feelings. And again his friend says, No, these thoughts and feelings are not essential to you. They are not always with you. Who are you prior to your thoughts and feelings? King Lear goes deeper and deeper into himself, discarding his relationships, activities, thoughts, feelings, history and conditioning, until everything that is not essential to him has gone, and he stands revealed, unqualified by any experience. Very quietly, he says, I am John Smith. At that moment, his suffering disappears. Just as the recognition, I am John Smith, is the revelation of King Lear's essential self, the clear seeing of our naked being is the recognition of our self, not something we once knew but have since forgotten, but the recollection of something that is present now and always known but usually ignored or overlooked. It is the revelation of our essential, irreducible nature before it is obscured by experience. And with this revelation, peace and happiness are restored. In fact, everyone knows their own being or has the experience of being myself at every moment of experience. No one's knowledge of their self can ever be completely obscured by the content of experience. Even in our darkest moments, we still have the sense of being myself. The sense of being myself never leaves us, because it is us, and we cannot leave ourself. Everything apart from ourself may take its leave of us, but ourself cannot leave itself. Just as, relatively speaking, we cannot step out of our body. We can step out of our clothes, but not our body. Just as we take our naked body with us wherever we go, even though it is usually covered by clothes, so we take our naked being with us, whatever we do, even though it is usually obscured by experience. And just as it is not necessary to undress, in order to feel our naked body. It is not necessary to change the content of experience in any way in order to be in touch with our innate peace and happiness. 